98K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, Chief Executive Carrie Lam insists people's rights and freedoms will be protected despite Beijing's planned national security law. Separately, Mrs Lam says karaoke lounges, nightclubs, bathhouses and party rooms will be allowed to reopen from Friday. And police say they've no plans to use the Sanok Ling holding centre again to detain anti-government protesters. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has brushed aside criticism that Beijing doesn't have the power to impose national security legislation on Hong Kong. She said the legal and constitutional basis for the central government to enact the law is strong and it was determined to see it through. She also criticised foreign politicians who were concerned the proposed legislation could undermine Hong Kong's status as an international finance centre. She said investors weren't scared away from other countries with similar laws. Before the weekly Executive Council meeting, Mrs Lam told reporters that state leaders had given assurances that the freedoms Hong Kong people enjoyed wouldn't be affected. Some of the things that uh, you have said about mainland agencies coming down to arrest people, undergoing protest, and uh, they will be arrested, the calling the chief executive to step down at the moment are your imaginations or things that have been said by uh, some people. Uh, we are a very free society, so uh, for the time being, people have this uh, freedom to say whatever they want to say. But ultimately, what is to be provided in this uh, piece of legislation is for all of us to see in order to uh, be assured that Hong Kong's freedoms uh, will be preserved. Separately, Mrs Lam announced that karaoke's, nightclubs, bathhouses and party rooms will be allowed to do business from Friday as the local coronavirus situation eases. But she said these premises have to take precautionary measures. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, is expected to give more details later. Mrs Lam also said Hong Kong's airport would resume transit services gradually from Monday. But Civic Party lawmaker and Dr Kwok Kaki says he feels uneasy about the resumption of flight transit services. He says the coronavirus can still spread from country to country and Hong Kong's reputation as a safe transit port could be at risk. Mr Kwok also says there's no reason other than politics for the government to maintain its ban on social gatherings. It doesn't make any sense at all if we don't have a kind of community outbreak. Uh, if you allow students going back to school, how could you possibly stop people gathering in whatever places? The whole purpose of continuing the bank on the public gathering must be where the government is thinking of many political recent nights, the memory days of the anti-exhibition bills uh, gathering last year. Of course, at this moment, we are even worried about the national security bill. The Commander-in-Chief of the Hong Kong Garrison of the People's Liberation Army, Major General Chen Daoxiang, says bringing in national security laws to Hong Kong is beneficial in scaring away secessionist or foreign forces trying to intervene in local affairs. In an interview with state media, he expressed strong support for Beijing's move. Police say they're improving facilities at the Sanok Ling Holding Centre but have no plans to use it again to detain anti-government protesters. Some have complained of mistreatment, saying their rights to consult lawyers or receive medical help were delayed. A report by the police watchdog, the Independent Police Complaints Council, also said the centre lacked facilities and manpower. Following a media tour, District Commander Fung Su Lan admitted the site wasn't perfect. She said surveillance cameras were being installed and the computer system was being upgraded to keep a better record of detainees. We have already extended the broadband width of Sanok Lang Holding Centre, so the computer system should work better than before. And if in future 
Sun Lok Leng Holding Centre needs to accommodate a lot of arrested persons. This drawback will be one of the considerations for us to decide whether we will reopen Sun Lok Leng Holding Centre. The second reading of the National Anthem Law, which criminalises insulting March of the Volunteers, will resume tomorrow in LegCo. The Council's President, Andrew Leung, has set aside four days or 30 hours for deliberation. According to a LegCo document, the controversial bill will likely be voted on Thursday next week. 22 amendments put forward by five legislators have been approved. A businessman has filed for a private prosecution against Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok, accusing him of misconduct in public office. The businessman is said to be in the trade sector and has no political background. He accuses Mr Kwok of stalling the LegCo House Committee chairman election by dealing with irrelevant matters during meetings between October and April. The businessman alleges that the stalemate has held up bills and impacted people's livelihoods. Education sector lawmaker Ip Kin Yun has expressed concern that future exam questions will become dull following the outcry over a history test that was later invalidated. It asked Diploma of Secondary Education candidates whether Japan did more good than harm to China in the early 1900s. The head of the exams authority told LegCo yesterday around 38% of students agreed with the question, leading to claims they were misled. Mr Ip said all topics should be open to discussion. In the future, people may avoid to make use of a tricky approach, and so it reduces the level of difficulties. So at the end, the exam question is not creative, is not able to differentiate uh, you know, the abilities levels of the students. The end result is disaster for, for Hong Kong education and examination. And if the examination becomes dull, day-to-day -day teaching and learning will become dull as well. The vice chairman of People Power, Tam Tak Chi, has been released on bail after appearing at Eastern Magistrates Court. The 48-year-old was arrested in Causeway Bay on Sunday when hundreds of people gathered to march against Beijing's plans to impose a national security law in Hong Kong. Mr Tam was managing a street booth and officers later arrested him on suspicion of holding an unauthorised public assembly, disorderly conduct in a public place and refusing to comply with a police order. He was granted cash bail of $2,000 and his case was adjourned until August the 18th. Hong Kong has reported about 130 more cases of HIV infection in the first quarter of this year, representing about a 10% drop in such infections compared to the same period a year ago. Health officials say about 100 of them are males and sexual transmission remains the major mode of transmission. Close to 60 people were infected via homosexual or bisexual contact. The Centre for Health Protection says the total number of reported HIV infections in Hong Kong stands at about 10,500 and stressed that early HIV treatment with antiretroviral drugs helps prevent AIDS and its complications. The World Health Organization has suspended testing of the drug hydroxychloroquine as a possible treatment for COVID-19. The announcement comes after a study suggested the drug could cause heart problems and might even increase deaths among patients with the disease. Hydroxychloroquine is traditionally used in the treatment of malaria, but some public figures, including President Trump, have suggested it could work against COVID-19 as well. The head of the WHO, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said more information about its effectiveness was needed. The executive group has implemented a temporary pause of the hydroxychloroquine arm within the solidarity trial while the data, the safety data, is reviewed. This concern relates to the use of hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine in COVID-19.
America's most populous state, California, has announced that shops and places of worship are now free to reopen. The health department says they'll have to submit a safety plan and operate at just 25% capacity. Church congregations must be limited to fewer than 100 worshippers. Reverend Mike McClure preaches at the Calvary Chapel in San Jose. We need to learn that we need each other. And I'm never again again going to close those doors, ever. I don't care what they say again. This church is not my church. It's God's church. It's his house. And man doesn't have the right to close the door. A senior advisor to the British Prime Minister says he doesn't regret driving hundreds of miles from London during the early stages of the coronavirus lockdown. Dominic Cummings said he'd acted reasonably to get family help with childcare when he believed he was coming down with the coronavirus. The Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, says he understands the confusion and anger some feel over Mr Cummings' movements, but stressed he didn't believe his aid had undermined the government's message to stay at home. I think people will have to make their minds up. Uh, I think he spoke at great length. Uh, to me, uh, he came across as somebody who cared very much about his family. Uh, I think, as he said uh, himself, uh, reasonable people may disagree about some of the decisions uh, that he took, but I don't think uh, reasonable people can disagree about what was going through his head at the time and the, and the motivations uh, for those decisions. The opposition Labour Party said it seemed there was one rule for the public and another for the Prime Minister's adviser, and the country deserved an apology. Meanwhile, Boris Johnson has announced coronavirus restrictions will be further relaxed. Mr Johnson said outdoor markets and car showrooms in England would be allowed to reopen on the 1st of June and other retail outlets two weeks later. The number of coronavirus-related deaths in the UK stands at nearly 37,000. Security forces in Indian-administered Kashmir say they have a pigeon in custody on suspicion of spying for Pakistan along the international border. They say the pigeon had a ring with a coded message attached to one of its legs and they're now working to decipher it. The bird was spotted and captured by villagers who said it flew in from the Pakistani side. Here's the BBC's Anbarasan Etirajan. India and Pakistan have arrested suspected spies along the border in the past, but it's rare for a bird to be detained on charges of spying. Pigeons have been used for centuries to send messages, and it seems they are still in service, competing with surveillance drones. In a similar incident in 2015, Indian security forces captured a pigeon suspected of spying for Pakistan. Health officials in the Netherlands say water cremation, a new method of disposing of dead bodies, should be legalised. During water cremation, the body is placed in a pressurised vessel filled with a mixture of water and potassium hydroxide, which breaks it down into its chemical components, leaving a green-brown liquid and bones. Here's the BBC's Anna Holligan. Supporters say water cremation simply mirrors the process which happens naturally underground, but over a much longer time span and releases no CO2 emissions compared to flame cremations. The ashy bones would be given to the relatives. What happens to the liquid remains partly depends on whether sewage companies would be prepared to allow them to be flushed away. To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,406. That's 442 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $58 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 107.81 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 9 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 47 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Chung.
We start with football. The Manchester United striker Odion Igalo is set for a return to China after the English Premier League giants struggled to agree an extension with Shanghai Shenhua. The BBC's Nick Hatton reports. Striker Odion Igalo looks set to return to China when his loan deal expires on the 31st of May, with Manchester United struggling to agree an extension with Shanghai Shenhua. The Nigerian was signed on a short-term loan deal in January as cover for striker Marcus Rashford, who'd been ruled out by a back injury. However, the impact of coronavirus means Igalo's loan will end before the Premier League's intended June return date, by which time Rashford is also expected to be fit. South Africa's all-time top scorer Benny McCarthy believes Paris Saint-Germain can take advantage of friendlies against teams from other leagues that have been ended to prepare properly if and when the European Champions League resumes. PSG were crowned champions when the French League ended at the end of April, but they still remain in the last eight of the Champions League. McCarthy is the only South African to win the competition and says PSG can still prepare well. And I would assume they would play some competitive friendlies. Ajax is out, so you can try and, and play a couple of friendly matches with good opposition that PSG might even face in the Champions League. Oswaldo Alvarez, who coached Brazil at the last two Women's World Cups, has died in a Sao Paulo hospital on Monday. He was 63. Alvarez recently said he was getting treatment for liver cancer. The Brazil Confederation paid tribute to him as a loyal professional who never fell short in his work and brought fundamental results for the national team. Brazil lost in the round of 16 at both the 2015 and 2019 Women's World Cups. Alvarez led Brazil to the Women's Copa America title in 2014 and 2018. His team finished fourth at the 2016 Rio Olympics. India is mourning the loss of one of its greatest sporting heroes, hockey player Balbir Singh, who helped the newly independent country win its first ever gold medal at the 1948 London Olympics. Singh died at the age of 95 in the northern city of Chandigarh after a long battle with lung disease, according to his family. The 1948 Games were held in Britain when the country was still emerging from the chaos of World War II. The hosts played India in the men's hockey final at Wembley. Singh scored twice to help India win 4-0. In an illustrious career, Singh went on to win two more Olympic gold medals. After retirement, he coached the Indian team that won the World Cup in 1975. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top story once again, Chief Executive Carrie Lam insists people's rights and freedoms will be protected despite Beijing's planned national security law. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the 26th of May is today's date. Many thanks uh, to James Ross, earlier in for Phil on the Morning Brew. We do have a busy program today. First of all, we'll be looking ahead at uh, various days and events happening uh, later on uh, in the week. First of all, we'll be looking ahead at Menstrual Hygiene Day, which is uh, this Thursday on the 28th of May. And we'll be doing so by chatting with Choi Yun Jung about her Pepper Project. That's right. This Pepper Project is used to help raise money to alleviate something called period poverty, which is a global issue affecting women and girls who don't actually have access to safe uh, hygienic sanitary 